So I've got a, ro- a long read tonight. You ready? Long read. Amen. Remember your wisdom, I mean, your faith doesn't stand on the wisdom of men, but in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Don't you like that? Your faith doesn't stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's read. If you want a title this morning, I mean this evening. (laughs) Hallelujah. One thing I like particularly about Sundays is I just have an excuse to be with God all day. Amen. How many of you feel like that? Glory to God. Do we have any visitors in the house? No? No visitors. God bless you, ma'am. Welcome with us. Give her a big hand. Amen. Did you come by yourself? Did somebody bring you? You came by yourself. Praise God. That's good. That's good. Let's go to the Word. Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin which so closely, which clings to us so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Lord, help me. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Why would you read a message in the Word so early in the year like this? Well, If the Holy Ghost tells us these things, it's for a reason. He said we're to consider him, not ourselves, who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood And have you forgotten the exhortation that he addresses you as sons and daughters? Ready? Now, a father speaks differently to a son than he does to the son's friend. Pops can get a little bit more direct with his son, right? Is that right? You're looking at me like I'm a cow at a new gate. Is that right? Right? The Father will speak more directly to a son. Watch this. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord. 
And for goodness sake, let me put it right out here now. God does not discipline you with sickness. He doesn't dis discipline you with car wrecks. He doesn't discipline with your house roof blowing away. That's the work of the devil. He disciplines you with his word. Amen. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom the father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as seemed best to them, but He disciplines us for our good. Get that? That we may share His holiness. Oh, yes. Even in 2024, God is still holy. Come on. We like to think He's our bud. He's not our bud. He's sovereign God. He's our Father, yes, and we have access to Him and can address Him on any issue, but He's not your mate. Look what the Bible says. That we may share His holiness. Holiness is not walking around with a dog collar that's strangling you or in long robes. Holiness is a lifestyle of prioritising God. Amen. For the moment, all discipline seems painful. Lord, I think I'm moving to Russia. No, you're not. You're staying right here. That's the discipline of the Lord. I think I'm moving to Cape Town. No, you're staying right here. Because God's busy with you. The one thing the church is famous for is running. Amen. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, but later, let the discipline have its way from the Word, but later it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been what? Trained by it, not destroyed, not broken, not beaten up. Trained for what? War. War. The Bible says we are in a war. Amen. Therefore, lift up your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails 
to obtain the grace of God. Why? That no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. Let's go to Psalm 51 and just cap that before we get into um, Psalm 51, we read it the other day. I want to bring it back. That, um, and I might as well say this is a scripture intended. If you want to walk in revival, then meditate on these verses. Psalm 51, verse 10 to 13. Create in me a clean heart, O Lord, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. The title, Breaking Up Fellow Ground. Your heart, the Bible tells us, is like the soil. So we've got a word as we navigate thinking of more in 2024. We need to be very conscious of the condition of our heart. You're not going to walk in more if your heart is wrong. Can I get an amen? You need to hear this. It's extremely important. Mark 4, and we don't have time to go there now, but please read it, is the various conditions of the heart. And we know in Mark 4.20, then the Bible speaks of the heart, the soil that is ready, prepared, and will receive the word of truth. And when they receive it, then they bring forth 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. But I want you to see this this evening. Sin and disobedience are stumbling blocks. Now, in the modern church today, we don't like to use the word sin, but the Bible does. The Bible, when you come to Jesus, the Bible doesn't say you made a few mistakes. It says you're a sinner. Don't stop me when I'm preaching really good now. Come on, come on. You see, we water down the gospel because it's not palatable. Sometimes we think According to intellectualism, we frame the word that will be more palatable for those who don't know God. The Bible never said you could do that. If you tell them that God loves them, that's it. 
If you tell them Jesus died on the cross for you, that's it. Whether they believe it or not, that word has the inherent power to produce life out of that statement. That Christ is resurrected, seated on the right hand of the throne of God and that all men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's the Bible. Amen. Once we've made that decision and we've accepted Jesus, then the process begins of breaking up the fallow ground in our heart. Because fallow, you could also say, is a hardness of heart. So when we look at the psalmist, he says, Create in me, O God, a clean heart. He doesn't leave it to chance to sort himself out. So this morning I spoke on, I just, I didn't, it wasn't the message, but I just referred to the heart as the altar of God. Your heart is the altar of God. And the kind of sacrifice, the aroma that comes from your heart, not obviously not physically, but in the spirit, there's an aroma that comes from your life. The Bible says that when we're in Christ, we have the fragrance of Christ. So the more we walk with Christ, the greater that fragrance comes before the Father. Because the Bible says if we glorify Christ, we glorify the Father. And the Bible speaks of us being unto those that are dead, death but unto those that are living life. And I know these terminologies may shake you a little bit, but if you read the Bible in 2 Corinthians 3, you'll see it there, that he makes these statements. And so it's very important that as we continue, and I'm really talking to the end time. I'm not preaching on the end time. I'm talking to you that you are in the end time. And so there isn't a time for us to nurse emotions or offences because we will fall away because there's enough challenges already on those that walk in the truth. But thank God we've overcome all those challenges in Christ Jesus. But not if our heart is not worked by the Spirit of God. Okay, are you with me? So let's go. Fellow ground is characterised by an inaction, a lack of being productive. So the farmer, and we live in KwaZulu-Natal where there's farms all around Durban, all around where we live, and technically what should happen is every seven years, I believe, they're supposed to leave the certain fields fallow. Don't plant. But then they come and they prepare those soils later for planting. But the farmer doesn't just go and now put the seed on there and say, well, it's rested for seven years. The plowing is the Holy Ghost working with you. But there's seed that can't get into our heart for more because it's hard. 
So there can be areas of your heart that you're very receptive and then there can be areas of your heart where it's very hard. And one of the most stark ones is unforgiveness. It's one that we must always be very careful of because as believers, you're going to take persecution from the world and even from the church. I wanna put this on record and I'm gonna upset a few people, but it's not my heart to upset you. It's my heart to give you the truth so that you can run this race, stick your finger in the eye of the devil and say, go back to hell, boy, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. But what's important is don't ever say I was hurt by the church. You are the church. So which church are you talking about? Are you with me? It's the biggest lie from the pit of hell. Do people upset each other? Yes, but if your heart is right, you will forgive and understand where they come from. They know not what they do, Stephen said, while they busy stoning him to death. That's the heart that God's after. Jesus says, forgive them, Father. Don't hold it to their account. That's a place where we walk in absolute freedom. Now, nobody wants their body beaten up, but it's only a body. What's important is the spirit. That's the eternal being. This old tent, thank God, is going to stay here. I'm going to get me a new one. Are you with me? But I want you to hear that in this time, you allow the Holy Ghost by the Word to begin to break fallow ground that's been developing in your heart over an extended period of time. I have spoken to my wife on and off during the last year. 23. I had an amazing year in the natural, but a very tight rope in the spirit where God would come and say, change that attitude. Because He can only work to the extent that my hands are clean and my heart is pure. It doesn't mean I'm going to lose my salvation, but I run the risk of doing that if I continue on that trajectory because my heart will drift away from the Father and you'll pick up things like religion and we'll dress it up and it will look like it's the thing but it's things like old man's bones inside. There's no life. Amen. So don't allow little difficulties to turn you away from working on your heart. I want to tell you this evening, family, and it's something you know well, but let's, as the family of God, just remind ourselves, as long as we are on the earth, we will have many opportunities to be offended. Get it, Jesus said, there will come many offences, but woe to him by whom they come. But they will come. And it's not your and my job to look for vengeance on the person who brought the offence. Our job is to make sure our heart is right with the Father. 
And as soon as you see offense, you will hear the Holy Ghost speak. And He will take you to God's Word. So the lack of joy, I can tell you now, in hearts of believers is as a direct result of a lack of fellowship through the heart and just going through activity motions. You see, you can work in a ministry, but he doesn't have your heart. Remember, he says to the church, return to your first love. It's so easy with all the stuff that is going on to drift. Now, Jesus Christ is the anchor of our soul. He is the author and finisher of our faith. And He left the Holy Ghost with us to empower us to be able to live the life that He said we'll be able to live by the Word of God. Can I get an amen? amen. So the lack of fellowship or relationship with Jesus can also be caused because of a Ready? Proud and carnal mind. Oh. Proud and carnal mind. What is a carnal mind? A carnal mind means that it works more with the emotions than with the Spirit of God. It means fleshy, the appetites of the flesh. So when you're in that place, then what happens is the areas that God would like to work with you on, we cover them up. We don't address them. But God requires us to confess them, so you need to address them. He knows, because we can't fool ourselves. And the whole purpose of this is to allow Him to remove. He'll work those things out of our lives. Come on, family. Go deep. We sing. Deep reaches out to deep. Do you really want to go there? With the Holy Ghost? Deep reaches out to deep. This is not condemnation. This is where He's trying to bring us to a place of freedom so that we can owe no man anything but to love Him. That's where Jesus walks. Every sinner that goes to hell cannot point a finger at Jesus. One day at the great white judgment, he shed his blood for that sinner. And that sinner chose, I'm going to hell instead. But it's not Jesus. He will owe that man, that woman, nothing. But he'll continue to love them even as they go to an eternal lake of fire. This is truth. 
Are you with me, family? So go deep and allow the Holy Ghost to show you how to begin to turn that soil of your heart. Now remember, in some of those fields, when they're making new fields, there are stones, rocks, they break the plows and all kinds of things. Hello, it's not just a breeze. It gets dusty and hard work to the natural mind, but not to the spirit. And so what will happen is we'll come away and we'll be free from harshness. The world is angry. Christians are angry. I meet them all the time. We had a wonderful time here tonight. But some are angry. They feel life has done them a wrong deed. That's not true. Why is it not true? Because you can change it today, tonight. You make the decision. Are you with me? Excuses are not truth. Truth sets you free, not excuses. Things seriously did happen, but it's incumbent upon us to make sure that our heart is right. Breaking up fellow ground. Now, when you've gone deep, I'm not preaching at you. I'm telling you where the Holy Ghost has had me. When you go deep and you turn it over and you find those things that are offensive to you or somebody else was offensive to you or whatever that thing is, always packaged in hurt, disappointment, discouragement. When you find that thing, Give it to the Lord and repent from it. Then you start the journey again and you go back because what's going to happen when you find this one, there's another 15 down there that you haven't got to yet. It's a journey. Are you understanding what I'm saying? This is not a one-off exercise. That's why the Bible says that we work out, work out, not sit out, not lie out. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling because there are things that are deep-rooted and I'll try and put this in a, in a, a wrap it up. Well, I will wrap it up just now. I think it'll be about 12, but I'll be finished by then. <laughs> I want you to see this. It's extremely important. I've been saved 40 years. 
God still shows me things. Now they wouldn't blow your hairstyle, but they little foxes of attitude that came through. He says, saturate that in my love. Because there's a bigger assignment than my emotional well-being. Are you with me? The world is looking about looking after its emotions. Ours is to look after the spirit man. Everything else is secondary. Amen. Now God gave us emotions. We understand that and they work and all those good things. But I want you to understand tonight, it will only benefit you as long as you allow the Holy Ghost to do spiritual surgery on your heart on your understanding, on your thoughts. Every one of you have hundreds of disappointments. If you're a human being, you have many disappointments. The whole purpose for God is to bring restoration so those disappointments no longer become the barometer by which we live and have our being. And Christ becomes that one for us. And we press into Him. Because we're going to find it in our heart. We're going to find it in our conduct. You can't hallelujah here on Sundays and scream at your colleagues on Mondays. Something's wrong with that picture. Is that right? Come on, family. Now, there's a reason I'm saying all this. God's not condemning us. God's putting the truth before us to allow us to continue a process, if you will, because we sang it tonight, let my heart, the fire come upon, whatever, I can't remember all the words, how they go, but you know what I'm talking about. The fire of God on the altar of our heart. When the fire comes, most run because it gets hot. Amen. So, no condemnation as I come to a close. Now, does the Bible not say that there's, in Romans 8, 1 and 2, then he says, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Right. So most of us will take that one. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But there's a B part to that. It's living in the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That keeps us out of the law of sin and death. That law of life is stewarded by the Holy Ghost as He guides us into all truth. And He wants us to allow that law of, of life, 
spirit of life, which has set us free in Christ Jesus to be manifest in our life in these days. Come on, family. You can't look at the news and get depressed. But it is depressing. But you have to make a decision. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Guard your ears and your eyes as to what you're hearing and seeing. Because you need to be breaking up fellow ground. The enemy will make sure you hear all the slop that's going on everywhere. If he knows, lo ear kawena is listening. That's what will happen. He'll fill it. Many years ago, when I was under a pastor, um, and this happens in ministry, people came to us over an extended period of time, different people as they would join the church. And they would come to our, we ran the in, one of the in communities as we were launching them. And they would come to us and say, um, I, 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 just, I just wanted to talk to you about, you know, the pastor today. I, I was just listening and, um, you know, I don't know if I agree with what he was saying. And my wife and I would look at them and say, okay, can I set up an appointment with the pastor? Oh, no, 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 it's not that serious. What is that? Strife. What's it trying to do? Stop the work of God where I'm ministering the Word. Eventually, even the devil wised up Nobody told us anything anymore. Thank God. We were free. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? Does he think and know that he can come to you and frustrate the plan of God while he sets all the slop for you to carry? Don't go there, family. Don't go there. The Bible says, if you speak against one of them, you're speaking against me. And that's what the world's doing. It's causing division. Nation against nation. Doctrine against, it just goes on and on, whatever. I mean, whatever you watch. I don't know if you're aware of this. Oh, Pakistan and Iran are now having a bit of a ding dong. I mean, we haven't got enough wars, right? Let's have another one. Why? Because the devil is the one who causes division. So make sure you break up any offences, any unforgivenesses. Get rid of it, family, please. And here's the reason. We will never have full access 
to the Holy Ghost power if we don't clean up our heart. He dwells within us. Now many years ago, the Lord said this to me. He said, the people's problems are so complex, you can preach till you go blue. But unless my spirit is given the authority to minister to them, they won't be set free. Because I can show you there are people that are sitting in church for 20 years and are as bound as they were when they came in. The only thing is they different is they're going to heaven now. But they still got all their problems. It's not Bible. And it's not the life we are called to in Christ. So, we need to confess our sin and allow, listen to me carefully, a deep work of repentance. And once we have repented, do not go back there. But if you do fall back there, repent again, deeper than the time before, and allow the blood of Jesus to wash away that sin because it still has the power to do that. But that is so important that we walk with a deep repentance and we make sure that Holy Ghost fire has access to this life always, always, always. So when you lay hands on the sick, you know there's Holy Ghost power within you by the Word of God to deliver them. Take your heart tonight, privately. I'm serious. I cannot be more serious. I'm not here to preach a sermon. I want to really let you hear. You need to be able to walk free. The Bible says, sin no longer has dominion over us. You see, the more the Holy Ghost has authority in our life, the more we can exercise self-control because it's a fruit of the Spirit. The more we can act like our Father, long-suffering. If we're looking to protect a reputation, we're on the wrong trajectory. Love people, preach the Word, lay hands on the sick, love God, and every need is met. That's what he said. Seek first the kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. We will never be able to outgive God. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Amen. So tonight, please, family, watch your heart. It's not for tonight. It's till Jesus comes. If it's one of the things that I do, and you've heard me say this many times in the church, probably the most scriptures I have to meditate on is the love of God so that my heart can remain pliable in the hands of the Holy Ghost. God bless you.